0: Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Start the Beat with Sykes, I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Hit of MCM, Middle Class Millionaires, motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, If you were one of those people, thanks for listening to the episode and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. But for those of you who are new to the show and this is your first time here, welcome. Thanks for coming by. Feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, my friend Mario is on the show today. And uh, for those of you who don't know Mario, he is a guy who I have known since middle school, basically. And uh, he was in local bands when I was growing up, before I was doing music, and he was, you know, a dude I'd see in the hallway all the time, he had cool band shirts, and he was in a band, and he was a cool dude, and you know, we became friends, and then we eventually started a band together, and uh, we're gonna talk about that, we're gonna talk about, I don't know, man, just how we got into music, and, because he's fucking into some weird shit, we're gonna be talking about, like, everything from, like, Genesis to Michael Jackson to Pig Destroyer to Miley Cyrus it's all over the place but he's a a really cool dude really smart and into cool stuff he also does stand-up comedy so we're gonna talk about that and he's into movies he went to film school for a little bit did some movie stuff so we're gonna talk about movies and music and comedy and just pop culture overload and uh just you know our experiences together and separate, and what we learned, and blah 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 blah. It's gonna be cool. It's 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 a packed episode full of awesomeness, and it's gonna be fun. So yeah, let's get on with it. Just uh, sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. <laughs>
1: No, 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 no white noise. Well, I mean, I could take it out. Nah, yeah.
0: So give me a check, check.
1: Check one, two, check one, two. Nails, check one, two. (laughs) Yes. The vinyls probably, like, would cut through wood.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, that album's so pissed, dude. Yeah,
1: they're fucking angry. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's really, it's, yeah, that's a good way to put it. They're fucking angry. Yeah.
1: Do not listen to them in the morning after coffee. (laughs) I did that at work, and I was just pounding the desk. And they're like, you okay? I'm like, I'm listening to Nails. Who? (laughs) Don't even ask.
0: So you work with, like, a lot of older people?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, when the Pig Destroyer news broke, I flipped out. And I'm like, oh, my God, Pig Destroyer's coming. (laughs) They're like, who? I played Cattle Decapitation for them. And one guy was like... That sounds like a bunch of apes pounding their chests. I was like, "Well, did you see the album cover? Because that's pretty much what's on the
0: album cover." <laughs> totally. Um, let's see. I'm trying to figure out where we can start this. Oh, we're started, but I think that what would be a good way to start this and how I've talked about this with other people before. Okay. Is how did you get into the music that you're into? Like, um.
1: Uh, I would have to say it was just, it was more of like an environmental thing, you know, because all my neighbors were pretty much either metalheads or in the in the gangster rap. So it was pretty natural just to get into both of them. But I, the first band I can remember really, really loving was, uh, Genesis. Okay. The, the yeah. Phil Collins Genesis. And that was actually the first concert I went to was Genesis and, 1992 at Three Rivers, Three Rivers Stadium. Sick. So that was the beginning. It's, it's ironic because it's like Genesis, the first concert, the beginning, you know. <laughs> yeah. If you're down with the Bible, you know.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, that makes sense to me because you have a, a pretty eclectic taste in music. Yeah. And to start on something like Genesis, opposed, which is very eclectic. Yes. You know? I mean, they're
1: arguably the first Prague rock band ever you know
0: sure sure they were prog before people had a label to put on it yeah. yeah you know how do you feel about the the state of uh subgenre that we're in now
1: um it it all depends i mean you know um you know i i sometimes feel that it's it, as long as it's not forced i think it's okay to do um dillinger pretty much i think in the early days really started perfecting the the jazz change up with you know the spaz metal and you know and then like a real thrash breakdown a real hardcore breakdown but um you know but then you get bands like between the buried and me and you're like you know they're they're like making like death metal symphonies basically it's like sure you, you guys are fucking ape shit you know That's why they're all, like, really thin, because they just, like, have (laughs) so many (laughs) change-ups. You know? (laughs) But, uh, I don't know. I mean, and it's... Sometimes it's better to just go back to, like... Like, why bands like, I think, Code Orange Kids and Nails and stuff like that are, like, so predominant right now is because there's no fucking fluff. Oh, yeah. Like, here's just aggression. Remember Aggression well, here it is, you know, and that's, that's really needed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I can agree with that. I always, I think that there's a, something sort of primitive about it that, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's a lot to take in. uh, Like it's abrasive and it's chaotic, but Mm -hmm. it's, there's something simple enough about it that Yeah, you could still grasp it. Yeah. As opposed to uh, between the barrier and me. Yeah. Or something like that. You can
1: you you can still bring the mosh, you know, which is was like kind of like an old metalcore term. Like, you know, we're not going to get to Prague with our metal. We'll still bring the mosh, you know. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I think it's needed, you know, it's and it's why it's taken over now.
0: Yeah, I mean I think both sides are needed, but I I'm into both things, you know. I'm in yeah, yeah I'm in so. everything. So
1: it's you know, but uh you know, if I wanna kick it, you know, I can still put on Prowler in the yard and be like, Okay, this is what it feels like you know, and that initial shock is still there every time it starts. <laughs> you know, every time that Jennifer intro kicks yeah. in and chair leader corpses come on and it's just like Okay, here we go. Blast beat. All right, here it yeah, is. Yeah, no,
0: that album is, that that is. There's, uh, it's like, yeah, I don't know. If there was ever an argument about like uh, needing some sort of production to get mm-hmm. your point across, yeah, that album's like this is so raw, yeah, just like tracked in somebody's basement, yeah, and it's and, just
1: intense. And there's no even continuity with it because you can tell that different microphones are used <laughs> and different things are going on, so you really feel like you know, like you're in a psycho ward and you like open each door and it's like, Wah! you know. <laughs> But you fucking need that, you know, that's the, I respect it, you know? Yeah. Nothing it, like art, you know, doesn't always have to be so subjective. You know, sometimes if you really cut out the fluff and get to the, the point, you know, that's where it is, you know?
0: Or sometimes if you look at the fluff, but not analyzing it to a point. Of like, yeah, like yeah. looking into it too deep. Like, if you look at the like, we'll say like for an example, like the fluff that we're talking about is like yeah. over technically, yeah, uh, composition. Yeah, over... and when I
1: say fluff, I'm not, I'm not like rejecting. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, but
0: I think that if you could take a step back and look at the fluff at face value, sometimes yeah. it's even cool. Of course. To not analyze everything from such of a course. technical perspective. Of course.
1: Well, I think another thing too uh, with technology way it is like i remember start when i started playing guitar when i was at like 10 like if you wanted to take guitar lessons uh you had to go to a guitar shop and pay for lessons once a week and it would be like an old guy like hey play hot cross buns i'm like (laughs) dude i want to fucking play you know stranglehold or something yeah you know what i mean and it's like oh i want to play bulls on parade You know, but nowadays, um, I think the talent levels are coming up because it's so accessible when you get kids that are like picking up a guitar and within a few months, they already know their power chords. And then with a few years, they're already fucking with arpeggios and sweeps. Yeah. 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 You know? So that's, I mean, I think the artists are so much younger now too. And it's not even that I'm getting older. It's just that, wow, they're fucking young and they're doing it and like, I was doing it when I was I at think that there's age. There's a so lot of, it's like, yeah. go for it, kid, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it's a combination of resources mm-hmm. and bands consistently pushing the envelope. Yeah. So the bar, like, kids are coming into wanting to pick up an instrument. The yes. bar already set yes. so fucking high yes. than where it was when we were yeah. their age. Yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah, the bar when we were young was like, oh that dude could fucking play enter sandman
0: you
1: know and (laughs) now it's like wow this guy is playing like arpeggios from hell you know (laughs) and like people are respecting the classical guitar now like you know and it's like wow it's it's a really wonderful thing you know yeah but then sometimes you just gotta you just gotta hit him with some chugga 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 you know like totally yeah
0: but um so if the first band that you were into was Genesis. Mhm. Um how did you come into like developing an appreciation for more pop stuff?
1: Uh well, you know, I mean Michael Jackson was king. So it was like, wow, there's there's pop, you know. Uh my father is really doesn't know uh white music at all (laughs) okay (laughs) uh so it was all soul rhythm and blues um i I remember the first few cassettes we had in our car was princess purple rain michael jackson's off the wall and um out of nowhere we had wham make it big but that you know that's
0: kind of white people music
1: kind of yeah but it it still had a good like (laughs) it was it was still kind of urban you know okay i think i don't think we got the you know the uh the gay undertones that were going on (laughs) in it either but uh they're still fantastic songs you know but uh yeah that that's how i got my pop sensibility because it was like hey you know these these guys are killing it you know and like i said growing up with michael jackson and prince were relevant i mean prince is still relevant but not the way he was prince back then you know he was a motherfucker so it was like (laughs) oh who's this guy you know so yeah that's how i got my pop sensibility and i I always still hold on to it because i think it's necessary you know because you can't just listen to pig destroyer and nails and you know expect to you know have a different mood throughout the day (laughs) you know what i mean
0: you know. Well, totally, because, you know, you're sitting in front of me wearing a Miley Cyrus shirt. Yes, so. I
1: am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. And a Dillinger hoodie. Yeah, yeah, Because that's yeah. how I roll.
0: Yes. So. Let's... It's all
1: the same. It's all the same, man.
0: Okay. It's all H- the how same. How so? How is Miley Cyrus and Dillinger escape plan the same to you?
1: Because uh, they just fucking go out there and do it. Okay. That's it. So you know? mean like
0: the live performance or just yeah, in general? Yeah, they're just
1: doing what they want to do, you know. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, sure, a lot of pop's manufactured and, you know, that. But, you know, if you catch a live performance, you know when an artist is really into what they're doing. I've seen a ton of pop acts and up close and met a bunch of them. And it's just like, you know, it just it, it feels like it's all manufactured and they're just doing a job. But then you know, like you know, I'll I'll straight up say when I saw uh, Miley Cyrus and I was front row, it was like, ah, she's really having a good time. She's doing what she wants to do,
0: you know. And Dillinger does the same thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, that totally makes sense. I've, I was, I mean, I'm still on the fence. I've never dug into Miley Cyrus or cared much for it. Yeah, but that's I've just, fine. But I mean, like, that's just, it's not my thing. I've never yeah. thought much about it. And it's yeah. just, it's really curious yeah. to know somebody like you, whose music opinion and things that I really respect, you know, yeah. you've, you know, I probably wouldn't have known Trust about Trust me. I'm not like, going to
1: go out and tell my boys, dude, you got to hear the new <laughs> fucking Miley record. You know, I'm just going to put it on one evening when I'm high and like, yeah, this shit's pretty fucking yeah, cool, I mean, man. It's, it's, just it's like, fun, you know?
0: It's like, it's like you're the dude that like introduced me to like Mike Patton. Yeah. So whenever yeah, like yeah. something comes along, like, you know, you're going to see Miley Cyrus, it's like, I feel like I need to take, I need to look into it deeper. Yeah. It's because, worth
1: it. It's, <laughs> it's worth it. You know? She does some good covers. If you don't, if you don't want to listen to the albums, which I wouldn't blame you for, she does really. She just did a cover of uh, "Baby I'm Leaving You" by Zeppelin. Okay. And it's like a real rough cut demo. It's real raw, and it's it's pitchy at times, but it's really fucking cool. It's it's worth a listen.
0: I feel like I'd rather hear something that was a little pitchy than like auto tuned to hell in exactly. the studio. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And she put it out like that because it was like, okay, and SoundCloud, too. So it was like, oh, you're kind of punk rock now. Like, (laughs) you don't give a shit. See, that's what I think. I think she's kind of punk rock. Okay. You know, because punk rock is, uh, you know, to me, I think punk rock is just pissing people off. And she pisses people off. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, I don't think Britney Spears pisses people off. I don't think Nicki Minaj pisses people off. I don't think people get pissed off at Nicki Minaj because they know they can't take her in a fight you know they know they'll get their ass beat if they talk shit but if miley cyrus is out there doing something silly people are like fuck that bitch it's like yeah because you probably could take her in a fight that's why you're saying that you know that's weird i don't know whatever <laughs> it's all the fucking same. Really, it's all the same.
0: But, um, so do you want to talk about meeting Miley Cyrus? Because that's something that. We'll get to that, that later. It's something that not a, a lot of people it's getting
1: could a say. a little obsessive here, but we'll get to it. <laughs> Let's work our way up from Genesis. Okay. I all saw right. Luther Vandross was my second, like, big concert. Oh, awesome. Luther Vandross and En Vogue. Oh. And I think I hit puberty as soon as En Vogue came <laughs> on the stage. You know? I yeah. had like a bum, bum equipment, like sweatsuit on. Yeah. I swear, it was like, pink, like pubic hair. <laughs> you know, I had a mustache the next day. I was slicking my hair back. <laughs> but
0: yeah, that was what, the second one. What was En Vogue's big single at the uh, time?
1: Oh, they had a bunch of them. Those girls were fucking hot. Uh, what was it Never Gonna Get It? Okay, that
0: was En Vogue. Yeah, okay. Uh,
1: what was the one? Um, they did one that was like kind of like kind of like a lot of rock guitars in it um free your mind oh free your mind. yeah free your <laughs> mind. yeah yeah that <laughs> song's still slam i'll tell you what if you put that song on now you'd be like i wish bitches brought it like this because <laughs> they didn't fuck around you know? are you a uh, beyonce fan uh i respect her a great deal um i think her music's cool i don't i saw uh destiny's child way back in the day and i was like well she's a tremendous performer and she could dance and she's gorgeous uh but uh yeah she's the shit i mean she's doing her thing
0: yeah i I don't care much for her music but i can't like say much for her as a yeah
1: i wouldn't i wouldn't put it on you know (laughs) you know but you know independent women all this destiny's child it brings me back to like homecoming dance you yeah know? so there's a there's a fit of nostalgia with it but uh you know i don't i wouldn't i'm not i would i am not going to go out and buy her album sure you know
0: do you consider yourself like a nostalgic person
1: uh as i'm getting older sometimes but it's like at least it's with cool shit you know at least it's like when i hear um uh like someone was talking about a uh, Deftones, uh My Own Summer yeah. the other night. And uh you know, if you're gonna be nostalgic about something, might as well be that. You know? Yeah, was definitely. Like, what was that what was that video with the sharks and stuff? I was like, oh dude, that's my own summer, shove it. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, that video's really grimy. Like I remember that, you know? But it's it's cool to be nostalgic like that. And I've been going to shows since I was young, so like You have that frame of reference of seeing the artist up close, you know, and you have that connectionalism with them, which is so important with music, you know, is the connectionalism with the artist, you know, definitely that's, I mean, I can't get nostalgic about a, uh, you know, a a Zeppelin song coming on. Yeah. You
0: never saw them. You didn't really. I saw Page
1: and Plant. Okay. Uh, but I never, I wasn't in that era, you know? And, like, I can't hear Pink Floyd and get nostalgic. Like, I mean, you'll always be in a bar and a Journey song comes on. (laughs) Yeah. And there's always that dude who's like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. This brings me back. And it's like, dude, you're only, like, 28. You were not around (laughs) when Steve Perry was touring with Journey. You know, you don't know. That's a big thing I like to tell people. You don't know.
0: (laughs) Just question everybody's credibility. You don't know. You (laughs) know. So, um, would you, do you, uh, feel that like guilty pleasures are a thing with music or are you just like, fuck "Fuck yeah. Okay.
1: Fuck yeah. Why not,
0: man? I mean, like, I mean, that's the thing is like, I don't really believe in the concept of a guilty pleasure. Like I just like the shit that I like and I'm not like, there's stuff that I like that some people might be surprised by, but I wouldn't consider it a guilty pleasure. It's just, it's whatever the fuck I like
1: yeah i mean you gotta own up to it you know but sometimes people aren't always gonna own up to it you know i you know i think it's cool the one thing about being a comedian is no matter how weird something you're into is you could just say dude i'm a fucking comedian i don't care and it's like (laughs) it's like you get away with just about anything you know sure but uh you know it's hey you, you, there, there's such a variety of things out there. You really have to jump into other things, you know? So, it's... Yeah, guilty pleasures, I, I guess so. I guess. Do you still keep up with many movies? I remember when... We used, we used to be into movies deep. Yeah, there we were... There was a lot of good movies coming out when we were younger. Now it's all television. You know, TV... Okay. TV is fucking king now. You know, um... And it's because, uh, I mean, these these shows have so much depth. Yeah,
0: do you feel like, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but. Go, go. Do you feel like uh, the idea, like, (sighs) the amount of original ideas are kind of really running dry to, like, get their point across in, like, a two, three hour span that we need, like, 20 hours of television to get something truly unique?
1: Yeah, I mean, well. I mean, I think character development has a lot to do with it, you know. But I think it's also the idea of... uh, I think it's just another form of the craft evolving beyond the silver screen. Now, I still love going to the movies. You know, going to the movies is always going to be fun. Uh, Seeing a new movie is always going to be fun, of course. But when you could kick back in your home and, like, there's Netflix and... I'm like, I could watch an entire season of a show today. Like, that's so, like, that's so, that's so, like, what things are. That's what things came to. Yeah. You know? But I I miss a video rental store at the same time. Totally. I miss just the feel of grabbing, like, a tape and do I want this? Do I want not, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go to the store and rent all the Friday the
0: 13th <laughs> movies. I'm going to show up with a big stack of movies now. Or, like, a rushing there on new release day and hoping they still had a copy still have it like
1: the Braddock Hills (laughs) giant Eagle never had fucking shit like I remember when Fry I had a long conversation about this I remember when Friday came out on VHS you know Braddock Hills Forest Hills all the you couldn't find a fucking copy people were like you know what I'm just gonna open up an account I'm gonna rent this shit and I'm never gonna bring it back and that's what happened But that's cool because it's like, oh, it's here. We got it, you know? Yeah. Now it's just like everything's just on demand, which is, hey, convenience is cool too, you know, but uh, that might be the one thing I get very nostalgic about is the video store, you know? Yeah. West Coast Video. West Coast. (laughs) Blockbuster. Mostly West Coast. We didn't have many Blockbusters. We had the one in Edgewood Town Center.
0: Yeah, I worked there.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, that was my favorite job ever, almost, besides where I'm working now. I
1: always wanted a job in a video store. It just seemed like everybody else got the job but me, <laughs>
0: you know? And you were probably so much more qualified than anyone else. Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess maybe, I, I don't know what it is, and they're like, well, it's who you know, and I'm like, I fucking know all these people, <laughs> you know? Why did you hire me, you know? But whatever, you know.
0: So you don't keep up with much modern movies nowadays? I
1: i do i don't i I think it's really selective for directors you know like there's david fincher's putting on a new movie next week gone girl and i'm really all about that um i find one thing that's different with movies now than when we were younger is the emphasis on the trailer okay uh it's it's kind of the new art form in film. Like, I think they pay people more money to edit trailers and make them <laughs> good and rewrite the movie for the trailer. And then you go see the movie and it's, like, two and a half hours of shit. And, like, all the good parts were already in the trailer. Like, do you ever get that, you know, like, the hype? And you're like, it yeah. sucks.
0: I, I, I very rarely, I there's not many new movies that I have gone out of my way to see. mm mm-hmm. I, I think that I go see movies so infrequently now mm-hmm. that I'm just happy to be at the theater. So I, I don't really have a bad experience, even yeah. if the movie's not that good. Except for yeah. I, w- I saw Lucy and Fuck That Movie.
1: Oh, I you know what? Uh, did you see Lucy? Maybe maybe it was the condition I was in. Uh, <laughs>
0: I, yeah, it was I mean, kind of like, fuck that movie. This is the thing. It was like, but, it was Fuck That Movie, but me and Jasmine talked about it for probably three hours afterwards. Uh-huh. Like, we couldn't get enough of, like... Picking it apart and like pulling out what was wrong, what was right. Well, everything and, was wrong, but like <laughs> the action scenes in that movie are awesome. Oh, yeah, but everything else is like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was. I felt my brain felt like jello, and yeah. maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe, yeah, you know. Well, They're just trolling the audience. I'm not sure.
1: I, I think if it wasn't for... Like, if it was anybody but Scarlett Johansson, that would have been intolerable. <laughs> but we got to see, like, you know, I don't know if this is going to be a spoiler or not, but we got to see Scarlett Johansson with a dinosaur. Yes. We got to see her turn into a machine, and you, you got to see her disappear, and she was just the world. She was everywhere. So, in a way, it was, you'll never see it again. <laughs> I guess shit's never going to happen again in a movie. And you had the guy from Old Boy in yeah. it, yeah, which is yeah. really cool because he was, like, real, like, crazy and, you know.
0: I don't know. It, it. I'll need to watch it again. I don't know. I just don't know what I was expecting. I yeah. thought I was going to like it more. And then, I don't know, the start of the movie's awesome, but it just goes off the fucking rails. Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: I don't think it needed Morgan Freeman.
0: Yeah, that was a little, like... Yeah. It kept take, pulling me out of the movie, as mm-hmm. if Scarlett Johansson wasn't bad enough. Yeah. Like, Morgan Freeman being, like, typecast Morgan Freeman as yeah. fuck. Yeah, I have a lab coat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus Scarlett Christ. Johansson's calling me on my television. She's <laughs> Skyping me from everywhere. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. Dude, did you see Under the Skin?
1: Yeah, I hated that. Did you? I hated that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought there I, were some really cool like It had parts. its moments.
1: It had its moments, but then the end of the end of the movie turned into a toll music video. <laughs> like I, I, I'll show it to you later. Uh, I did a side by side comparison to uh, the monster or the, the the black alien under the under the skin, yeah. and um to the uh, one character, uh, alien character in the prison sex video that Adam Jones did for Toll. And I'm like, oh, wow, where have I seen this before, you know? Sure. 1992, that's, you know, it, I don't know. I, that's one movie that, like, you know, I mean, it, it had its moments where it could have been really cool, you know? But it just turned really... Art aside, it's just turned into a bunch of like weird, awkward Scottish dudes, wainers, floating. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, like, yeah, you know, we get to see Scarlett Johansson naked in this movie. What's the price you have to pay? A bunch of weird Scottish wainers,
0: you know? I feel like it would have definitely worked better uh, as something shorter. It was like a lot of a really cool video. Arc, like really cool artistic visions. Oh yeah. But then they like were like how can great we, How can we make this a story? And mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. okay, well, let's what's, try.
1: What's that director's name? I don't... That who directed that. Oh my god. Uh he's done a couple other really fantastic movies. Uh he did this movie called Birth with uh Nicole Kidman.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never seen that, but I, That I... was
1: really good. And then he did did something else that was really cool. I don't know. I don't I should probably IMDb it, but that's that's okay, it doesn't no, matter. No, if is, anybody
0: if anybody cares, they can
1: just look it up on IMDb. The guy who did Under the Skin and Birth or just watch the movie Birth and go from there. I was actually <laughs> shocked cuz I really got into the movie Birth before I watched Under the Skin and I'm like, "Wow, like that seemed like Under Skin felt like it would have been his student film." Okay, you know so i thought it was a step backwards for him but
0: i'll have to check out birth watch birth i will yeah so i won't tell you what it's about oh uh, no i don't even want to know don't don't, you, don't don't just
1: fucking put it on
0: okay i will i'll just grab it yeah. just netflix it yeah i don't have to go, go to the store i can go, just
1: go to west coast video and get
0: it <laughs> <laughs> a knock on the door of the owner that owned west coast video you got a copy of birth
1: No, I got Mr. Baseball. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking gutted all the Tom Selleck movies.
0: (laughs) 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 Alright, so uh, taking it back a bit. So, like, you've. You've been involved in a lot of things. Yeah. You've done a lot of shit. We don't have to get into all of it, but you were a fan of music and then played in bands. Yeah. You were a fan of film and then you, you know, went to film. Attempted film school. Yeah. Yeah. You did that. And then, you know, you were a fan of comedy and you did stand up, which you're still doing. Yes. And, uh, let's like, how is like the creative process something that you feel like you have to do? Or was it just no. something that you just kind of like, eh, like, uh, I think I'm going to try this. Or was it like a passion? I don't know.
1: Uh, it was a passion. Yeah. I, I was a kid and I wanted to be, I wanted to be an entertainer. Just wanted to you do know? everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can relate. You know, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, it was just there. I mean, there's some people that it's just there. Like I run into like old teachers every once in a while. I mean less now than than before, but like when I would run into them and they're like, "What do you do now?" and you're like, "I'm a comedian," you know. And they're like, uh, "Yeah, but what are you doing?" I'm like, "No, no, I'm a comedian, man. I make money sometimes doing it now too," you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I ever wanted to do. So I just just always just went with it, you know. I mean, I don't I don't think I never matured out of that i don't think you can so i'll I'll always embrace that music comedy i think the only thing i won't embrace is film because it was just it was just too difficult you know i i like an immediate you know the stage for the most part well i
0: think that's the thing is like i think it's real easy when you see like oh like this film was directed by so and so yeah, you're like, oh, so and so did everything, yeah. and that's not the case. I mean, there's a yeah. team of like a hundred people yeah. helping them. Yeah, but when you don't have that team of people, yeah. like, you like you can't even get like you can't even get like three people to yeah. come fucking help you. If Steve Jobs didn't have all those people working for him, he'd be
1: like, <laughs> here's a cheesy joke. He'd be Steve unemployed. <laughs> ha <Ha-ha>. ha. <laughs> You can, yeah. you can leave <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh i'm never going to see this fucking comedian ever good fuck you
0: <laughs> no but it, it's it is hard it's not as accessible as obviously stand up is something you could do by yourself yeah uh, music is something you could do with a small group of people yeah and film to some extent you could do with a small group of people but i think yeah uh it's really hard to attain what you were probably aspiring to be with the exactly. resources that you had.
1: Yeah. The immediate reaction you get from a live performance is I i, I think my strong suit. You know, um, I sucked as a, as a screen actor. Um, I think the best advice I got in screen acting class was uh, stick with the stage, you know, because it would work in class when I was acting it out. But once you saw it in camera, it was like, this is shit, it's awkward, you know, and I don't come across as awkward at all, you know, in person, but, you know, just, that's just one thing, like, I'm, I'm glad I tried it out, you know, I'll be paying for it for a very long time, (laughs) Uh, but, uh, and I'm glad I got out quickly, too, I'm I'm glad I gave it a year and was like, okay, it's not for me, you know, yeah, so, you know fifteen twenty thousand dollars later <laughs> you know um but whatever that's the lesson you have to learn as an artist i guess
0: what, yeah i mean what your
1: boundaries are you
0: know all you could say is at least you tried at least i tried yeah, yeah. and you you found out that it wasn't for you instead yeah. of never knowing
1: yeah you know always yeah. wondering what yeah. if and i don't think the things i did were crap but i just don't have any attachment to them you know, like, I'm, like, pretty comedic and all that. And then I did movies, and it was just, like, homage to weird French movies. It's like, oh, chicks with black hair, blue eyes, and red lipstick. Like, you know, murder mysteries. Like, Yeah. That's not me at all. No, again, there's,
0: there's so much that you're, <laughs> like, held accountable for when oh, you don't yeah. have other people to help you. Like, it's like whenever yeah. I was really into drawing, and yeah. I tried to do a comic book. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, sure, I could draw, but I, like, drawing that much mm-hmm. and, like, having to come up with a story and yeah. draw things that relate to the story, it starts to get really involved. It's a lot different than, like, exactly. oh, sure, I could just draw a one-off picture of something weird, mm-hmm. but to, like, actually animate that thing and tell, mm-hmm. bring it to life and tell a whole story yeah. is a whole nother yeah, fucking ballpark, man. Yeah. I can't, that's not, eh. Yeah, like, well, I
1: mean, you know, prime example, you know, Harvey Picar and um, what's the dude's name who did Fritz the Cat and all the animation for American Splendor? Uh, that guy. Okay. That that was the same thing. It was like an artist who just drew kind of perverted pictures and, and a guy who just had funny real life stories. It's like, wow, boom, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think the only thing I could trust that people could be on the same page with me is with is probably music, you know, because you could get someone on the same page with you as music. You know, you could get a drummer. Hey, pound on the drums. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know,
0: it's easier with music, too, because if you're working with another filmmaker, Mm -hmm. you're both like kind of good at the same things and you're trying to do the same things, So Mm -hmm. you're button heads. Mm -hmm. But then with a band. It's like, well, I don't know how to fucking play drums, but I can play guitar. Let's work this out together.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, you know, uh, being in a band's like a whole different... I mean, we were in a band together. Yeah. You know, we, we made several bands, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I think it, it worked because we were on the same page. And when we brought people in kicking and screaming, you know, it was like, well, they're not on the same page as us you don't understand what we're up to you know yeah but and then it evolved into something different and it becomes its own thing which is cool too but you know it's you know basically it's, the early dyskinesia albums uh, dude, yeah. were the coolest things
0: uh, oh, on yeah the planet yeah dude listening to that stuff like i've played it for people mm-hmm. and it's just like what the fuck were you thinking? And I'm just like, dude, I don't know. I wish I could get that back. Yeah. Like, I have no idea where my head was at. I think it was just, like, it was being, like, I think it was, like, this awesome, it was this awesome combination of, like, not having any experience. Yeah. And, like, limited resources and just wanting to make something happen really bad. Yeah. Whereas now, it's, like, whenever I want to do something... Whether I want to think about it or not, I'm like, oh, well, I got to consider, like, how am I going to record this? How is that going to come through in the mix? Like, is that EQ going to be weird? Yeah. And it's like, those are things that I, the technical aspects that I can't escape from now. But then it was just like, does that sound crazy? Cool, that's it. Let's go for it. Fuck it. And it's like, I listen to that stuff now, and it's those, uh the technical flaws that those recordings are missing mm-hmm. don't even bother me just cause it sounds it's so, so crazy raw and pissed. It's like so forced. It's like listening to yeah. like a prowler in the yard. It's the same type of like, I, what is this intensity? I, I honestly think, uh, and I mean, it's probably, I mean, we finished
1: it like 10 years ago. I honestly think, uh, our, our Candace Cameron album, which was our second effort, uh, was the craziest album i've ever heard <laughs> if you listen to it on headphones now the bouncing effects still work you know yeah it kind of you know it kind of feels like
0: dude it's a nightmare
1: it is a nightmare dude that that album if people are listening <laughs> go to youtube type in dyskinesia candace cameron put your headphones on and you know give us a call
0: yeah after it's over check it out it's it's on my youtube yeah. and it's it's there for you to listen to it's
1: beyond it's, and it's beyond any, it's beyond phantom <laughs> moss because i mean those guys are just brilliant musicians making
0: noise that's the thing is it's like we were just we were just kids yeah
1: yeah and I, I play it for people, I was like, yeah, this is, I didn't even smoke weed then, <laughs> you know? <laughs> this was just sober, you know, you were 18, I was like 19, Yeah. and that that was that, you know? And it was cool, we were fueled by like, all these cool movies we were into, and all this radical music, and you know, we were just like, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, and I think it. that
0: it was just like, there's just like a certain energy that you have then at that time. Like, you're just not bogged, we, like, weren't bogged down with, like, responsibilities and stress and worrying. It was just, like, all that we gave a fuck about was just, like, let's just make this as stupid as we can. Yeah, yeah. And we did, and it was just, what, what? Yeah. I don't even think I could, like, recreate that if I fucking tried.
1: Yeah, dude, some of the layers and some of the the bouncing effects it's like, and the snippets of the songs. It's, it's like, my brain so doesn't choppy. work like
0: that. Yeah. It, I think that like yeah. I would be, like, struggling against myself from, like, oh, like, I should do it like this because that's, like, the right way to do it, which yeah. would be completely wrong. Yeah. Like, none of that stuff, there was, like, no click tracks, nothing was, like, locked to any no. tempo. Yeah, It was just, like, I would just open up a blank project and it was just... Yeah you know like throw this in throw this in key changes didn't matter notes didn't matter timing didn't matter it was just like nothing nothing
1: mattered you know i mean the the original principle of the band was we're gonna do what they did with hip-hop when they would get these radical uh break beats from disco chop them up and make them our own and i'm like we were like, let's fucking, let's do that with heavy music. Yeah. And uh, I've never heard it done like that before. I've heard a lot of noise acts. And a lot of people That's say the thing? noise. It's term not quite noise, noise though. Yeah, because it's, there's a coherence to it. There's a cohesiveness. There's structure. Yeah.
0: In the chaos, there's definitely structure. to so pretty much all of that yeah. stuff. There's a couple freeform parts that are like. Yeah. Which was weird because that was even before like Francis the Mute came out. Yeah, And we were doing, like, these weird, spacey interludes. Yes.
1: yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. You know? And I love that we pulled everything into it. We even pulled our, like, friends. Yeah. You know, who weren't aspiring musicians. We didn't care. It's just yell something into the microphone, you know? And then they would. And it was like, okay, cool, you know? So it was like everybody's... It was like everybody's thing, you know? Butter... Which was our first band.
0: Yes, this was really everybody's thing. Yeah.
1: I don't know why. Somehow they knew all the words.
0: Yeah. I think that (laughs) I I think that it was just like, well, the cool thing about butter was when that (laughs) happened uh, nowadays, like I know kids are in high school and Mm -hmm. there's like their high school has like, you know, 10, 15 different bands. Yeah. And when we were in high school, there was, like, one or two bands. Yeah. There, that just wasn't a thing. It wasn't as accessible. There wasn't as no. much of, like, an avenue no. for it.
1: No, not at all. It's
0: like being a musician wasn't popular yeah. in a weird way. Th- this, um,
1: the selling point for me when I joined One Day Sober after I left the group with Hootie and Ashley was they have eight songs already written and everybody has equipment. Yeah. <laughs> you know everybody has amps everybody has their own shit like they have effects pedals like oh and they get we everybody's playing well and okay you know i landed in that situation pretty cool then there wasn't many bands you know no but it, it was you know but now but
0: that was the thing though i think that's why a lot of our friends dug it was because there wasn't other ba- nobody well, else had a band, else. so it was yeah. like, oh shit, our friends have a band, or, yeah. and it's cool. Yeah. So you know, we would go play in Tim's mom's living room. Does <laughs> her
1: fucking killer? Does her kill? Remember the first one? Yeah,
0: that was it's, a disaster.
1: It was the only time I saw a pit. It like even though it was just a bunch of friends wrestling around, it was the only time I saw a pit happening before a show, other than like hate breed in like the late 90s and rage against the machine and like 97 yeah 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 the pit was going before the band came on (laughs) in our friend's bedroom and we came on and like the sound just went (sighs) it just just kicked out and we're like fuck it we're not doing it we were a real
0: Axl rose like these speakers suck (laughs) totally 100 percent that's exactly what happened.
1: It was amazing, you know, but that's, hey, that's music, man. The
0: second show that we played at Tim's house, that was awesome. The Everything in we're... his bedroom? No, that was the one in the living room when we had oh. Dead Alive playing on a TV behind us. Okay. Okay. We did, the like one the one fate... we
1: dressed all in white? That was that show. That was that show. Okay. Yeah. Because we saw Izumi and we saw that Asian ghost guy. <laughs> <laughs> it, he, he wasn't the guy from Black Eyed Peas. and. <laughs> And we were like, yeah, yeah, that guy. So we, yeah. Yeah. Those were fun times, man. Dude,
0: I like, I like really want to like get back into uh, all of the weird Asian cinema. That stuff was so awesome. I don't know if it's still awesome or what. I'm just so out of the loop.
1: I saw a couple ones. Like they're turning into like, uh, the last one I saw and it isn't really even that new. It's called I saw the devil. Okay and it has it's a korean film and it's a murder mystery it has a little bit of takashi mckay to it because there's some torture to it It has a little bit of old boy but other than that it kind of just feels like a, a fincher film you know it's about a guy whose uh wife's murdered He finds the serial. He's a cop. He finds the serial killer who does it. Instead of bossing him, he decides to torture the guy and then let him go. Okay. Then he tracks him down again and gets him again and tortures him again (laughs) and lets him go. You know, it's like who's the fucked up one? Dirty copper. Dirty copper. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even. I wasn't even there for the dirty copper thing. That was some something in Atlanta. Yeah, we got street cred in Hot Atlanta. Dirty copper. <laughs> That's what they should have called that movie.
0: Oh fuck! Too many inside jokes are happening. It's okay.
1: You have to fuck fucking
0: Google it. <laughs> Google that shit. So um, whenever uh, how did you get into stand up? Because what how like. You really weren't doing it around the time that we were doing no. dyskinesia started, and stuff like that.
1: I started doing it and then I stopped because uh, I started at, I think I was maybe 18. I started uh, and then I stopped not too long after because there was no clubs and the clubs where were all 21 and up. So yeah. I wasn't getting on anything that wasn't like an underage show. So that's when I was like, "Mm," you know, and then I got accepted in the film school and it was like, got, getting accepted into college was big because I never thought I would go to college, you know? So, uh, you know, I took time off and then I think it was not too long after dyskinesia was over when I was like, yeah, let's, I'm going to get back in a up, And I was older, I think about maybe... 24 25 sure so and the improv started having open mic nights and then i just would would go there once a month and then it just it just went from there you know and then it just didn't stop i mean it stopped maybe for 2009 2010 a little bit of 2011 and then i just got right back into it and that's when i met uh gabanesso and chrissy costa and that crew and, uh, we just built our own little thing, you know? So that, that's pretty much how that went down. But, uh, yeah. Comedy.
0: No punchline. No punch
1: <laughs> Comedy. It's difficult, man. That's,
0: I would believe it. I've, I've talked it's to, difficult. I've talked to people about that before. That's something that I've, there's a lot of things that i'm passionate about and i care mm-hmm. about you know like now i'm in the music so i'm gonna do music you of know course. i like doing i like movies i never i tried to make a movie once yeah, but dude those <laughs> movies were fun <laughs> <laughs> but uh aside from that like i did like a couple music videos and stuff more mm-hmm. recently so I've, exper- cool. I've experimented with like filming and like editing yeah. and stuff and uh you know art and stuff just different things but i like stand-up comedy i've always liked it since i was yeah. a kid but that's one thing that i'm just like yeah. fuck that yeah plus like i feel like even now i have too much of an understanding of how it works but i don't want like the world to be like ruined for me like i don't yeah. want to like watch a stand-up comedian and then start picking apart well, dude, his you're set.
1: totally right because i can't even i can't even watch stand up anymore and i i think it's a flaw i think i need to fall in love with comedy again to get my balls back with it because um once you start doing shows and once you start you know performing with so many people and hearing so many acts like the idea of a fuckhead with a microphone talking is really the worst thing ever
0: i can believe it dude it's really no different than music and that's why like a lot of people are really surprised, you know, when I'm talking to people about the psych stuff and my hip hop stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't listen to hip hop. And they're like, why? Yeah. And it's like, cause I can't fucking stand it. If I was yeah. like, I like it, but yeah. if I was like, completely engulfed in the culture, I would get so sick of it. And the only yeah. way I'm able to keep the material fresh to me just is doing just doing it on your is own. Is to push it out and like playing like exactly. a lot of metal shows yeah. and things with my metal bands. I get sick of listening to metal because yeah. it's like it's just it's, it's just a really bunch hard of dudes so yeah it's i could totally
1: dudes people are like how the fuck can you go see my osiris i'm like dude have you, have you looked like like i don't want everything i look at to look like the guys in baroness <laughs> yeah okay i fucking adore baroness but I, jesus christ man come on like you're, you're yelling at me for like wanting to check out a chick <laughs> for real motherfucker like yeah but uh yeah anything everything gets watered down and i totally agree with the hip-hop and that picking up other people's rhythms other people's vibes yeah. and like you know it's it's really and, and and we're both creators and we both created for a very long time so the last thing we would ever want in the back of our head is maybe you're biting shit off of yeah, somebody.
0: Yeah, like, aside from being, like, really creative, I think we're both, mm-hmm. like, really influenced people. Uh, of course. Like, you know, like I yeah. said, like I just said, like, yeah. I could see somebody doing something, and it's like, fuck, I want to do that. That looks cool. It looks fun. Yeah, yeah. How do I get involved in this, you yeah. know? And then I just get overly, like passionate and stimulated by things like fuck i want to do this but yeah yeah i could totally see with stand-up just yeah. like and after really, a while just like jokes yeah. stop being funny yeah you're looking at the like somebody's like stage presence the way they're talking it's like oh fuck this guy fuck that guy you're just yeah. finding excuses to yeah. hate people yeah
1: who the fuck is this bitch <laughs> yeah you know like i've been here for two hours and this chick's talking about oppression Get the fuck out of here, you know. Smoke a joint or something, yeah. But we all have our we, we all have our hangups. But that's what it's like. And the scariest thing about being a comedian is the idea of worrying that somebody else's material is gonna creep into yours. Because unlike music, like you could steal a guitar riff, you know. You can steal a vocal
0: key. You can even steal a lyric.
1: And you, could like,
0: you could play like that was an homage you could be a band that plays cover songs you can't be a comedian you can't be, <laughs> can be a cover comedian. <laughs> you could be australian pink floyd <laughs> yeah. <Sawat> <laughs> and sell at heinz hall
1: and like we didn't write any of this fucking shit you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you cannot steal a fucking joke you can't it is like the most deplorable thing ever and it doesn't matter if you're at a bar somewhere, but in your brain, you know it. You're like, I failed this comedian. I stole somebody's joke. I got laughs with it. I fucking hate that. You know, but I've never stolen anything.
0: Yeah, so. I've never been a fan of. Uh, stand-up comedians not necessarily steal jokes but mm-hmm. ones that rely too heavily on pop culture references yeah to get their like act across Cause yeah. it's like it's to a point where it's like every once in a while to throw that in yeah. is fine because it's funny you know it's, yeah uh, but like if it's relevant to the situation and some story that you're telling you're taking yeah. me on a journey but there's some comedians that do it to a point that's like, do you have any personality or, yeah. or is this like, yeah. am I, it's like, is this like some like witty news blog that yeah. you're just saying out loud to me about yeah. things?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends with the age group too. Cause if you're a 30 some year old dude, even knowing what the woody news blog is yeah. and talking about it as a profession is dangerous, <laughs> you know? Um, I'm at that really dark age right now where I don't really have a frame of reference in anything in life anymore I'm too old to talk about high school stories and being a teenager um, mm-hmm. I'm too young to talk about being getting old you know I I, I did a sure. bit, I did a bit about my first hemorrhoid but <laughs> you know and that's I think one of my stronger bits and it's it's really sad that it is but it's a I mean, you know, well, the goal was to do a five minute bit about my butt and it it worked. So I was like, well, now that I've achieved that, you know, you got to keep fucking rolling with it. But I don't have kids. I can't do the kids stories. You know, I'm, you know, don't have a steady relationship. But I can't talk about, you know, uh, sleeping around anymore. And I can't talk about banging strippers anymore because it's like, well, I don't do that Anymore, you know, <laughs> yeah. and people will be like, "Why don't you talk about that stuff more?" I was like, "Because I don't do that anymore. It's not an act, bruh." You know?
0: Yeah. You want your you want your comedy act to yeah, be a reflection need, of where you're this... at, like currently in yeah. life.
1: And I'm just so passive right now. I don't have anything to say. Yeah. You know? Really? I mean, it it hits you sometimes, you know, and then sometimes like I'm like, I just want to be a dad. <laughs> and yeah. then like i'll be like you know i'm gonna take i, I literally said to someone i was i was like really messed up and i was like man i'm gonna take some time off of comedy i'm gonna try and find someone and maybe have a kid i'll be back in comedy in like two months <laughs> yeah and that's how i feel like you know give me some time away from it to like you know have some other passion in my life you yeah
0: know? no i i'm getting ready to record a new sykes album and i had mm-hmm. it's been two years and mm-hmm. it, it was really just like i had a really hard time finding things that i gave a shit about to write about yeah you yeah. know because that's the thing is i much like your comedy it's like my music is a like a reflection of my life and things that are going on i don't like tell stories i don't write bullshit you know anything that i'm writing about mm-hmm. is something that's going on mm-hmm. but unfortunately for both of us i think if our lives are like kind of going good yeah then like what the fuck do we have to talk about because we both kind of rely yeah. i think on like complaining yeah. <laughs> a little bit and like yeah finding the the negative in things and things and bringing light to
1: them the most celebratory passive first world problem hip-hop album of all time <laughs> like man this song is real fucking good this morning like this juice is real fresh too yeah where's my kale you because know? <laughs> that's all we're thinking about right now maybe you, know? you
0: should just start uh maybe you should do that
1: maybe i should do a hip-hop album i think that's yeah.
0: i think that's what you're missing
1: yeah, I don't have a hip hop album. I don't. I don't. That's one avenue I never got. Probably because I respect hip hop too much. You know. <laughs> you and did a.
0: Uh, you you did a verse on the dirty biz stuff.
1: That's right. Yeah. Did I do? You were it?
0: like. Uh, You're like about to get popped in the chest. Oh mouth. yeah. Like, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. are you talking shit? Motherfucker <laughs> I forget what your uh, your rap pseudonym was, but for yeah. for those that, which is going to be anybody listening to this, nobody's going to know what the Dirty Biz was. Yeah. Uh, the Dirty Biz was a a comedic hip hop collective. Uh, <laughs> co- <laughs> comedic hip hop collective <laughs> uh, composed of myself and uh, about ten of our friends at the time. Mm -hmm. This was, like, right after high school. Mm -hmm. Um, And we put out... We did, like, two albums worth of music. I mean, it was basically just... If you came over to my place and hung out, we made you get on... We made you do music in some way. That was just what my place was like. I had my recording gear. That was what we did when we hung out. And that's... I wish that was still the case with me now. Like, that's the thing. is like, cell phones weren't a huge thing at the time. My space was, like just kind of happening it's, it, was just, it was just you know it's it just yeah. it, people didn't have the internet in their pockets at all the times so it's yeah. like so yeah when we hung out it was like let's just waste time recording ridiculous songs yeah. and between the two of us yeah we've done more we've done than done enough more than enough there's yeah. a yeah. lot
1: and it was i mean and there's quality i mean i'm not discounting anything else but we we put some thought yeah. We really put some deep thought into some shit.
0: <laughs> some other stuff we didn't put any thought into at all. Yeah, and that all.
1: ended up being the best. Yeah. Beneath what was it? Beneath the tub? Beneath the
0: tub. We yeah. We
1: recorded like, which would now be considered like sludge <laughs> Yeah. And Doom. Recorded it slow as hell and then added all these noises and then when you bounced the mp3, didn't we just do it in reverse? Yeah, we just did so it, it. it was backwards. The entire thing was so backwards. It was, and it was a fucking
0: phenomenal how much thought put into it
1: five minutes of what we recorded
0: yeah that's it <laughs> pretty much we were like uh fucking like and when i had that little vocal booth in the basement of that one house we were like yeah. swinging one of those tubes when you spin it and it makes noise like oh, the whistle yeah. tubes we had that and we were breaking glass oh yeah and it was like all of those sounds reversed yeah
1: for a while like my friends knew you was the guy who broke glass <laughs> yeah like when we did the, we did the dyskinesia show that Candace Cameron won. Yeah. Uh, for my 20th birthday, which a lot of people still admit to this day was the most terrified they've ever been. <laughs> they were like, ah, oh, that's the dude who breaks glass.
0: You remember when Jason was, uh, br- he broke that light bulb off of his head. Oh, dude, I love Jason. <laughs> but, uh going back Jason Jason yeah got a
1: track yeah yeah he got a fucking track
0: he he did stuff on the dirty biz that's right but yeah getting back to it uh the main thing that we had well it wasn't the the main one of the biggest things was dirty biz because we would just make Mm -hmm. everybody at least do one type of rap verse or something on this album Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's online, but it's going to be one day. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put it up one day. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Some of that stuff's really fucking funny, actually. Yeah. And it's, uh for anybody that would care, it's like my first, some of the first beats and like yeah. rap production stuff yeah. that I did. And some really of my cool. first rapping. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, like that was, that's way before Sykes was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was rapping under B-Nuts. That was my that, pseudonym. That's right. Be
1: nuts. Yep. What was. When you did the. What was. And then there was DJ Tackle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was all the. DJ Tackle. DJ Tackle was all the. CDs. That was all like mashup stuff that was like pre Girl Talk.
1: Yeah. And it was better.
0: I don't know. It was just different.
1: No, because Girl Talk didn't do Journey with Mortal Kombat. (laughs) You know. Yeah. That was sick.
0: My, uh. I think that this will probably be uploaded by the time that this is happening actually okay but uh my friend's having a halloween party and i'm gonna be djing it and i think i'm gonna so put together you... a new mashup set oh, for nice. this halloween party oh nice so yeah this yeah. Will, so for people listening to this so' will actually probably be a lot of the people that are going to be going to that so cool surprise i'm doing a cool mashup set ah! for the halloween party
1: It's ah! <laughs> awesome
0: yeah, I'm really. I have looking nothing forward to it.
1: coming up, by the way. <laughs> I have fucking nothing coming up. What are you doing soon? Well, I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna watch some fights tomorrow and then I'm gonna go back to physical therapy and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you know, wanna check me out online, just send me a message and I'll reply. You know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: You don't have any like videos of performances or anything. No, that's look?
1: one thing I don't do with comedy. I don't, I'm like, and it sucks because like it's some of those shows are really good.
0: Like when you like, there's hit like it. a
1: killer show where yeah. you're like. Fuck man, I was in the zone. I wish I had that. Now I think why that happens when I started working at the Improv was uh, it was it was kind of the good old days, but it was kind of a curse too. But Comcast used to film the open mic nights and put them on on demand. And if you had a shitty show, or like me, I would go on like later at night when people were paying their check. Yeah and you have it on tv you're doing a bit and there's no laughter like that's pretty disheartening but then once the the competition finals came on and there was the one from 2008 where i did my first 10 minutes and it was pretty killer like it's you know i'm probably gonna post that soon just thought. I say you do have that i do have that on vhs that's how old it is it's on vhs but i think you could get vhs on a computer i don't know i'm yeah you can do that technologically they can do
0: that nowadays oh it's fucking sick
1: imagine that but yeah um yeah i'm real i'm real weird i don't even let people take pictures sometimes (laughs) because i fucking hate pictures okay if you're a comedian i'm not directing this at you but I fucking hate pictures of comedians performing, cause it's always like, and I mean you can't see me, but it's always like, <laughs> yeah, some guy holding a microphone or some girl
0: holding a microphone, like in one it's hand like up, looking
1: like witty, and there's always a hand up, and there's like a brick wall or a curtain, yeah, it's... get the fuck out of here, like really. And I have a picture. I have a screenshot of one myself, but I at least make fun of it. Like I don't put it out there. You know, I'm like, hey, look at this asshole. Oh know, you know, maybe you're
0: overthinking it.
1: No, I don't fucking like it. <laughs> I get up there. I'm in his zone. I don't want it tainted. You know what I mean? So, whatever. You're just in the in the moment. Yeah, I get real Glendanzig. Like, hey, put away the fucking camera. It's not happening i've done it i've done it and i feel stupid but at the same time it's just like dude you don't want to catch me doing some bullshit you know and don't put it online you know that's the worst
0: but okay so we're wrapping up our hour here um but it's already been an hour yeah yeah it has been an hour we're just flying through this so awesome before we wrap up okay I do want to get into the Miley Cyrus thing. Okay, yeah, I'll finish with it. I feel, I feel it. like I feel like that's a good closer, right? Yeah, that's a good closer. Yeah,
1: right? a good closer so you've man. met a lot of people. I've met a ton of people.
0: And it's it's too many people. Too for many us people to for you me know? to mention. It's I, a lot of people.
1: Yeah. But um to the point where I'm I mean, I still get starstruck, but it's like the people who you shouldn't like why would you be starstruck by that person? I don't know, you know. But, uh, yeah, I've met a lot of people. I've made friends with a lot of people, too. Yeah. You know? And, you know, we stay in touch. And it's cool to resonate with people like that, you know? That's another important thing for an artist is you got to take your idols. And if you get to meet them, you gotta have to rub off on them and try to have them rub off on you, you know? It's important. But, yeah, so... Uh,
0: so, I guess you want to know about meeting Miley Cyrus. Yeah, you've been talking. You're like, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. So, let's just fucking talk about it.
1: Yeah, okay. Um. Well, it's pretty simple. Uh, <laughs> it's just a pretty simple meet and greet situation, other than others, because you were kind of like put in your own like booth with her. Yeah. So, it was like you're with like a group of people backstage, and everybody's done drinking, and they bring you to like a certain. Like room to wait. Actually, we were in a hallway of Consol, like right outside the Penguins locker room, which I was actually more struck, starstruck by the fucking Penguins locker room, yeah. So that kind of like killed the you know whatever nerves was there. Uh, I was like, holy fuck, that's the Penguins locker room. But anyways, so they bring you into this little like tent area, and it's just a photographer and her, and the security's outside, and you walk in and like. She's already in, like, costume for her show. And first thing I thought was, holy fuck, I never realized she was that tall. She's, oh, is she tall? She's tall. Okay. Tall as shit. And I'm short, so, was, <laughs> you know, I, I like tall women, but sometimes it's like, whoa, that's a lot of woman. <laughs> but, any- <laughs> but anyway... But <laughs> anyway... <laughs> but anyways so I just walked up and you know I do what I always do and it's what human beings should do to someone they meet hi how are you doing I'm Mario nice to meet you and she's hey how you doing couldn't be a nicer realer person like I met a lot of people and a lot of them turned out to be very nice you know some of them were kind of boring uh, I thought Slipknot was like the least personable group i ever met like i'm glad they wear masks <laughs> i'm glad like because if it was just those guys without masks playing music i would never like them <laughs> so the mask slipknot keep with them at Corey's kind of cool yeah because he at least had the the kindness to say oh thanks man and that was about it the rest of them are just like Sign something, push it. Sign something, push it. Yeah. I mean, they have probably met like a million people, but f- fuck that. Like, I've I've talked to Spike Lee, I've talked to the RZA, I've talked to fucking people who meet a lot of people too, and a lot of different people than people fans of Slipknot. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's you know, really nice person. Long story short, and this is the fucking kicker, and you should, I should actually get you the sound clip of this and put it on after, uh, I knew that she was covering a Smith song off and on throughout her tour because she does an acoustic set and I knew she was covering uh, There's a Light That Never Goes Out. Yeah. Which is a really great song and I was proud that like, if you're gonna, hey, if you're gonna put something out there for kids to, you know, impressions to put on kids, like, fucking introduce them to the Smiths, you know, which I dug. I dug. So I says, are you gonna do the Smiths tonight? And she like lit up and was like, oh yeah, yeah, we're doing it tonight, you know? So I was like, oh, that's so awesome. And I was like, it's so nice meeting you. I'm looking forward to the show, you know, see you later, whatever. And then we're at the show, you know, had a couple beers, you know, it was cool. At least this show that I saw, there was like girls who were like between the age 25 and like 30. So I didn't feel like a creeper. But then I got to, like, <laughs> fucking dance with some chicks, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's you, what it's all about. You didn't about. have to feel
0: guilty about it? No, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or criminal. It's criminal. <laughs> yeah. It's really against the law. You really shouldn't do that. Sure. But, um, but yeah, there's some drunk chicks. We were partying, you know, fucking work. I mean, when you got, like, a backstage pass on and all kind of, like... VIP shit, swag,
0: all the, yeah. When you got
1: swag, like you could be, you could tell these, you could, you could tell these people anything. You could be like,
0: yeah, dude, I fucking work for her, man. Like
1: <laughs> trying to meet her later, or you know, yeah. But anyways, uh, so the set's going on, whatever, whatever. Comes to the acoustic part of the set, she does one of her songs acoustic, and then she gets to the cover part the set. She's about to start one song and then she out of nowhere she goes hold up hold up wait there was somebody i met earlier at the meet and greet who asked us if we were going to play the smiths tonight so yes we are and this one's for you and she played yeah there's a light that never goes out and i was like nobody cheered nobody the whole arena was crazy and then she's like there's a light that never goes out by the smiths and everything comes to a dead halt. And there's like me on the other side of the arena, like, fuck yeah! That's me! That's fucking me! And the best part, and like, cause everybody texts me, they're like, you meet her, what'd you talk about? I was like, all I asked her was if she was gonna play the Smiths. You know? And I'm like, Is she going to play it? And I'm like, yeah. And then an hour later, it's like, oh my gosh, she fucking played it and fucking dedicated it to me. Holy fucking shit. You know? Yeah. Your girl was there too, which was really cool. Yeah. Because she caught it and she was like, I figured it was somebody because who the fuck here is going to want to hear the Smiths? (laughs) Some 30 year old fucking crazy asshole. That's who. Exactly. Comedian.
0: It's, it's okay because I'm it's a comedian. Going back to that, it's okay. It's
1: okay because I'm a comedian. But no, man, like I said, it's it's all relative, man. All this shit, all the shit we talk about, all the shit we do is all relative. It's all about putting stuff out there and having the balls to do it because what I found and what you probably find in the work world when you get older, most people don't do shit. Yeah. And that's fine. And I don't mean they don't do shit, like they don't contribute shit or they don't raise children. Or they don't pay bills. Most people don't have anything to put out there to the world. You know. Something to... The... Some expression. Yeah. Something. And uh, both you and I are always at it. And that's... It's always going to be that. We could do this 10 years from now. And we'll be talking about the same thing. Yeah. And I'll say the same things. It'll just be a lot sadder.
0: <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But anyways,
1: we, we will be that...
0: Well, well we're about that life yeah
1: <laughs> i'm about that fucking life
0: in 10 years we'll have to come back and check in
1: yeah hopefully i have like at least one kid <laughs> like i have to leave some something other than dyskinesia to leave behind <laughs> okay okay all right well thanks for coming over man thanks for having me dude i'll be back <laughs> excellent
0: and that is all folks thanks for sticking around i hope you enjoyed the conversation mario is a fucking awesome dude (laughs) and you know we could talk for for hours man it's probably a good thing that we met up and got food and some drinks prior to recording this conversation otherwise you know this probably would have ended up being a four-hour episode but yeah you know i want to thank mario again for coming on and thank you again for listening, really appreciate the support, you know, if if you like the show, and you've been checking it out every week and sticking around, be sure to tell some people about it, and you know, I think you are, the numbers of the listeners are going up, so I think more people are finding out about it, you know, we're gonna, it's working, things are fine, and we're doing, we're, we're okay, I guess, we're good, I don't know, but yeah, so, Stick around next week for another episode that is yet to be recorded, so I don't know who's going to... I have no idea. I have no idea. There might not be an episode next week. We'll see what happens. You know, just when things are getting good with listeners, I run out of interviews to record. I mean, there, there's people I'm talking to. It's just... It's hard to set this up, you know? It's really fucking hard working with adults and trying to work around their schedules because I'm And Yeah, Shit. I don't know, so maybe I'll be here next week with another episode, maybe I won't, we'll see, I'm trying, but you know, if if there isn't one, don't say I didn't warn you. So yeah, (laughs) I am Sykes, start the beat, 2014, woo, woo, thanks for listening.